Well, welcome again. We are going to be looking at uh, the meals of Jesus, and this one is the feeding of the 5,000. It's one of those that uh, a lot of people know about. And undoubtedly, most people know that when it talks about feeding the 5,000 men, it, that doesn't even include the women and children. So there were a lot of people there. Um, and just try to get your head around that the next time you have a picnic and you think you're overwhelmed with 30 people. But let's look at uh, Luke chapter 9. I'm going to start with verse 7. I'm going to be reading out of the message. Herod, the ruler, heard of these things going on and didn't know what to think. There were people saying John had come back from the dead, others that Elijah had appeared, so others that some prophet of long ago had shown up. Herod said, But I killed John. I took off his head. So who is that that I keep hearing about? Curious, he looked for a chance to see him in action. The apostles returned and reported on what they had done. Jesus took them away, off by themselves, near a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds got wind of it and followed Jesus graciously, welcomed them and talked to them about the kingdom of God. Those who needed healing, he healed. As the sun set, the twelve said, Dismiss the crowd so they can go to the farms or villages around here and get a room for the night and a bite to eat. We're out in the middle of nowhere. You feed them, Jesus said. They said, We couldn't scrape up more than five loaves of bread and a couple fish, unless, of course, you want us to go to town ourselves and buy food for everybody. There are more than 5,000 people in the crowd. Then he went ahead and directed his disciples, Sit them down in groups of about 50. They did what he said, and soon everyone seated. He took the five loaves and two fish, lifted his face to heaven in prayer, blessed, broke, and gave the bread and fish to the disciples to hand out to the crowd. After the people had eaten all their fill, twelve baskets of leftovers were gathered up. One time, when Jesus was off praying by himself, his disciples nearby, he asked them, What are the crowds saying about me, who, uh, about who I am? They said, John the baptizer. Others said, Elijah. Still others say that the one of the prophets from long ago has come back. He then asked, And you, what are you saying about me? Who am I? Peter answered, The Messiah of God. Jesus then warned them to keep it quiet. They were to tell no one what Peter had said. Again, wild story of a meal with the two bookends, Herod saying, Who is this? And then Jesus at the end of the story saying, Who do you say I am? So it seems important that the uh, story of the feeding of the 5,000 must tell us something about who Jesus is and how he interacts with humanity. Yeah, at the beginning of the section where he starts talking about the feeding of the 5,000, in verse 10, it says, When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus all that they had done. And if you go back to the beginning of chapter 9, Jesus commissions the 12 disciples to go out and really to do ministry all over. It says that uh, they weren't to take anything. They would go to house from house. And it says in verse 6, they went out and traveled from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing everywhere. So they had just gotten back from doing all this ministry. They didn't have anything that with them. And they had just reported to Jesus everything that had happened. And in Mark, it says that Jesus said to them, come away by yourselves to a remote place and rest for a while. For many people were coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat, right? The apostles were tired, and they were hungry, and they had just been doing all of these things and were ready for some rest. And in verse 11, it says, when the crowds found out, they followed. 
they found out where they were going and they ran around the lake to get there first. And it made me think how frustrating it would have been for the disciples to just want a little bit of space and to not be able to get away. It reminded me of this video that I saw a couple weeks ago of Justin Bieber. And it's Justin getting out of his car and walking up to his house or where he lives. Probably one of the houses that he lives. And there's all these people in front of the house and there's this girl and she's like, hey, can I get an autograph? You know, and they're all yelling. And Justin politely goes up to them and says, you know, when you just, at the end of the night, you're, you get done doing what you're doing and you just want to go home and relax, this is my place to do that. This is my home. Could you please just go somewhere else? The funny thing about that video is the girl still asks him for a hug. She's like, hey, can I please have a hug? And he's like, no, I'm sorry. Like, essentially, please go away. And it, it reminded me of this because that's probably how the disciples were feeling. Listen, this is our time with Jesus. This is our time to just rest and get some food and not be around people. And then all of a sudden, what they thought was going to happen is the exact opposite. 5,000 people show up to where they're going. I can remember when I was a youth pastor, we, we uh, fed the kids every Wednesday night. And so we had cut deals with Taco Bell and Pizza Hut and, you know, the f- typical fast food places. And we'd have to uh, order just gobs of food. Like we'd order 300 chalupas, a uh, hundred soft tacos, a hundred hard tacos. And the, always the joke was, well, who's going to go pick them up? Like, like you're just going to have to go to the store. They were pre-ordered, but just having box after box after box. And for most of my, uh, the volunteers that worked in the youth ministry, they had already a full day of work. And so going after more food, just it just seemed like too much. And yet the disciples say, well, are you saying you want us to run into town and buy some food? Like, they have good spirits, but you can just hear them begging for that answer to be no. Um, And when they do it, uh, he does that. You know what? Let's do this. Let's put the groups uh, into groups of 50 and get them situated and sat down. It would be kind of exciting because, one, as a disciple, you think, at least I don't have to go in and get some food. Uh, I don't have to worry about that. Uh, I am doing something that he's asked me to do. But what is he doing that we're putting them in these groups of people? And so one of the things that is really unique about, I think this what this talks uh, to us about Jesus, is sometimes we want Jesus to tell us the complete plan. We want him to do everything for us and know the beginning to the end. And he's saying, you know, why don't you just do this? Step one is this. Little by little, we'll make this plan work. Uh, I really like that principle. And there's a principle sometimes that we can talk about, that God does things step by step, little by little, and we get to participate in those things. Their step was to put groups into people of 50. Now, I want to bring out this phrase. He says, so they find these five loaves, these two fishes, and it says this. uh, He took the five loaves and two fish, lifted his face in pra- uh, to heaven in prayer, blessed, broke, and gave the bread and fishes to the disciples a handout. I really like that pattern. Um, it's an interesting pattern when you think about it. He takes the bread, he thanks God for the bread, he breaks it, 
and then he gives it to the disciples. Of interesting note is when Paul writes about what happened at the Last Supper in 1 Corinthians. He says that Jesus takes the bread, he thanks it, he breaks it and says, this is my body, I give to you, and he gives it to the disciples. That taking, thanking, breaking, giving is a pattern that he'll do again and again in his ministry. It's what we should be thinking about with our lives. He's taking our lives. He's thanking uh, God for us. He's breaking us and giving us to other people. I also like that uh, it's kind of a throwback to Isaiah 55. He says in Isaiah 55, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money or without cost. He is supplying a great meal. His generosity, his, his spirit of, I have compassion for people, his, his ability to understand the human condition and what people need and want is unmatched. Of course, the disciples were still hungry, and so it's kind of funny, ironically funny, that there would be 12 baskets of food left, right? I can remember doing a, a huge event uh, with root beer. And at the end of the night, all the volunteers were, were just totally exhausted. But there's probably 100 bottles of root beer for everybody to drink as much as they want. These guys each got their own basket of food. Not only did they get to be fed, they got to, have their, they got to be stuffed with all the food that was given to them. And God's saying, of course I would remember you. Jesus was like, you were included in this miracle. Yeah, and Jesus is reminding the disciples, and really he's reminding us, the mission is about people. When they showed up at the other side of the lake and 5,000 people were there waiting for them, the disciples might have been like, listen, we got to get these people out of here. We've just had a long ministry. And Jesus, what does he do? He welcomes them. And Mark, it says that he had compassion on them because they were like a sheep without a shepherd. He's reminding them that no matter how much of an inconvenience it is, Ministry is about people. And it's a great reminder for us too. When we see people who are running to Jesus that, that need to be with him, do we see it as an opportunity to help them or do we see it as an inconvenience? So this week, as you're eating a meal, maybe take a minute and think about the relationships that God's brought into your life. It could be people that know him or people that don't. But as you think about those relationships, ask the Lord to help you see those as opportunities, not as inconveniences. And decide that you're going to share a meal with one of those people. We're looking forward to talking about this uh, story in Luke chapter 9 this week. We hope that you can join us on Sunday.